Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2372 with a release date of Friday, April 14th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. U.S.-made vacuum tubes prepare to make a comeback. NASA names a trio of hams for the next Artemis mission and meet a YL, who is Poland's youngest soda operator. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2372 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. American-made vacuum tubes are poised to make a comeback onto the market this summer. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, tells us what's been going on. As the rising cost of vacuum tubes, manufactured mostly in China and Russia, increasingly cramps audiophiles, musicians, and others seeking a particular audio quality, one factory in the U.S. Southeast is preparing to bring tube manufacturing back home, with assembly line workers getting down to business inside his Western Electric plant in Rossville, Georgia. Entrepreneur Charles Whitener expects to restore American-made vacuum tubes to the worldwide market in just a few months. According to reports on such websites as Wired.com and AudioExpress.com, Whitener's goal is to resume production of the single-ended triode tube known as the 300B, a design that dates back to 1938. His plant, known as the Rossville Works, is home to the Western Electric vacuum tube brand, which Whitener bought in 1995 from AT&T. This summer, he expects to introduce a reimagined version of the audio vacuum tube known as the 12AX7, a dual triode tube commonly found in amplifiers for guitars. According to Wired.com, it will be the first U.S.-made tube in decades, and it is expected to be followed by numerous other U.S.-made models. The Wired.com report said, quote, If all goes to plan, the U.S. could once again dominate vacuum tube manufacturing, end quote. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. The next NASA radio amateurs in space are preparing to be part of a four-person team flying near the moon for the first time in more than 50 years. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us who they are. NASA and the Canadian Space Agency have announced the members of the Artemis II crew comprising NASA's first crewed mission to establish a presence near the moon next year. Three members of the four-person team are amateur radio operators. Commander Reed Wiseman, KF5LKT, Pilot Victor Glover, KI5BKC, and Mission Specialist Jeremy Hansen, KF5LKU. The other Mission Specialist is Christina Hammock-Coke. The mission is scheduled for November of 2024. The previous mission, Artemis 1, was not crewed. This will be a flight test lasting about 10 days and will validate the life support systems of the Orion spacecraft along with other demonstrations. Unlike his fellow crew members, Hansen is making his first trip into space. He is a Canadian citizen and is the first Canadian to train astronaut candidates from both Canada and the U.S. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. It's the QSO party to end all other QSO parties. World Amateur Radio Day, April 18th, the day amateurs participate in a global celebration of the founding of the International Amateur Radio Union. Be listening on HF as the IARU and its member societies get on the air with special events through the 25th of April. There'll be more than 50 special event stations around the world, with call signs ending in WARD for World Amateur Radio Day. They include Tango Mike 98 WARD, 9Y4 WARD, Oscar Tango 23 WARD, and a host of others. 
Here in the States and over in the UK, the Rock Ham Radio Network is contributing to the festivities by hosting a 12-hour birthday net. Listen for John W2JLD and Dave GW8SZL, who will be marking the occasion on the VOIP Echolink ROC-HAM conference node number 531091, as well as various all-star nodes, the DMR TGIF Talk Group 2585, and Extended Freedom SIP Portal 2585. John will be on the air during that time, too, operating on 10, 20, and 40 meters using the call sign Whiskey2Whiskey. For more details, visit IARU.org. Radio waves have led astronomers to an exoplanet, a planet beyond our solar system, and it's likely the same size as Earth. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, gives us the details. Repeating radio signals have led astronomers to a rocky exoplanet that is the same size as our own Earth. And like Earth, it orbits a star, one known as YZ SETI. Further studies of the signal suggest that the planet may also have an atmosphere and a magnetic field. Writing in a recent issue of the journal Nature Astronomy, the researchers have named the planet YZ SETI B. The scientists say that the magnetic field's interactions with the star are the likely cause of the radio signals. The signals were picked up in New Mexico by the Carl G. Jansky Very Large Array of Telescopes. The star and exoplanet are 12 light-years away from Earth. Of course, this is not the first finding of its kind. Last year, the James Webb Space Telescope discovered its first exoplanet, which is also believed to be rocky and almost as big as the Earth. The planet, called LHS-475b, is 41 light-years away. The research team, which announced the discovery this past January, is trying to learn more about the star it orbits and whether the planet has an atmosphere. This work is set to be done this summer. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. A new record is about to be set in space by an ISS astronaut. We hear more about him from Paul Brown, WD9GCO. NASA astronaut Mark Vandehei, KG5GNP, won't be a record holder for much longer. He made news after logging the most days in space for a U.S. astronaut, 355 days, aboard the International Space Station in 2022. Now, NASA astronaut Frank Rubio is right behind him and gaining. He's been on the ISS since September 21st of 2022, and his mission has grown beyond its original six months. He's now scheduled to leave aboard a Russian Soyuz spacecraft by September 27th, meaning his 371 days will eclipse the one set by Vandehei. However, even with that accomplishment, he will still be leaving the world record intact. That was set by late Russian cosmonaut Valery Polyakov, who logged an unprecedented 437 days aboard Russia's Mir space station in 1994 and 1995. That cosmonaut died last year at the age of 80. This is Paul Brown, WD9GCO. In Melbourne, Australia, one ham whose love for his bicycle rivals his love for his radio is giving them both a good ride. Here's more about him from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. As a bicycle enthusiast and ham, Stuart, Victor Kilo 3, Uniform Alpha Oscar, is accustomed to doing things his own way. As a machinist, he fabricates many of his own parts to be used with his radio equipment. And as a ham, he carves out his own trail to destinations for portable operating. 
He is presently riding his bicycle from Melbourne to the Pilger Parkfest, pedalling his way on a journey of more than 1,000 kilometres over the course of three weeks. He has his portable shack in his backpack. The Parkfest will be held between April 29 and 30, and he hopes his route there will include as many park activations as possible. The Parkfest itself is a modest gathering of hams with an enthusiasm for fellowship and the outdoors, so there is certain to be even more operating once he arrives. Meanwhile, if you're interested in his journey, but would rather not try it out yourself on a bicycle of your own, you can ride along with Stuart. Visit his page on qrz.com, which offers a link to his APRS tracking, and be listening for him on the air. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletins stations around the world, including the W8WKY repeater in Doylestown, Ohio, on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. local time, right before the weekly Net at 8 p.m. Special events are becoming more and more popular in our hobby. Often, they're organized by a club or a group that's tied to a specific event or a place. But in the case of one ham, James Gallo, KB2FMH, he simply found a cause that was important and created a global event to celebrate. I do a lot of special events because I find them interesting. So we found autism awareness, and I thought, that's an interesting subject. A lot of people in our hobby have a position somewhere on the autistic spectrum in some way or another, and I know that from talking to people over the years. So we decided to make a special event for that. Gello started to plan the event, and then his girlfriend came up with a great idea. And then as I'm putting it together, my girlfriend, who's my muse in radio business, says, why don't you invite other operators? You get a bunch of operators around the country. So then I thought, it's considered World Autism Awareness Day. Let me reach out to a few friends globally that I've made over the years and see if they're interested. It started to grow. And grow it did. The event was a big success, and it drew in a large number of participants. I think we had 80-something volunteers across 26 states and 24 countries. Gallo is planning on running the event again next year, so keep an eye out for an announcement if you wish to participate or even just chase. It's all for a good cause. I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. The Radio Society of Great Britain is looking to hire a new technical editor as we hear from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Radcom, the magazine of the Radio Society of Great Britain, is saying goodbye to Matthew Smith, M0VWS, who is leaving his role as technical editor. The team is looking for a new technical editor with a strong background in electronics and the technical side of amateur radio. The ideal candidate should also be capable of writing and editing articles and working with authors from whom articles have been commissioned. The technical editor will also read and edit copy from contributors and columnists and assist volunteers with the RSGB Technical Forum. This is a salaried staff position. For a full description of other responsibilities, visit rsgb.org forward slash careers. Although there is an opportunity to occasionally work from home, the technical editor will be based at RSGB's headquarters, which is near Bedford. For queries or to submit a CV, contact the managing editor, Edward O'Neill, at edward.oneill at rsgb.org.uk. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. A scientist and radio amateur in Howard County, Maryland, has been recognized for his many hours of helping others prepare for disaster. Selimbi, KB3TZD, tells us more about him. 
Congratulations to Dan Wilt, WB6FLL, who has been named Emergency Management Volunteer of the Year from officials in Howard County, Maryland. Dan leads the Howard County Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Service and is a member of the Columbia Amateur Radio Association. Dan is a device physicist at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in Laurel, Maryland. According to a press release on the webpage of Johns Hopkins Lab, Wilt spent more than 150 volunteer hours supporting RACI's events and activities last year at public service events and during snowstorms and hurricanes. He has also assisted RACIs in the creation of guides to help fellow operators during emergencies so communication can become easier for first responders. As a member of the Columbia Amateur Radio Association, K3CUJ, he has coordinated exercises to help prepare his fellow club members for future incidents. During the award ceremony, Mike Hinson, director of the county's Office of Emergency Management, praised Dan for, quote, a willingness to help others learn and a desire to serve whenever and however possible. This is Selembi, KB3TZD. In the world of DX, get ready for the DX0NED expedition. This is a single operator D expedition to the Spratly Islands, IOTA number AS051. Gill 4Fox2KWT will be on the air from the 30th of April until the 9th of May. He set aside one of his two radios to use FT8 using multi-stream MSHV. The pilot station is Nick DU1NA, QSL via Club Logs OQRS, which is preferred, or via IZ8CCW. Local amateurs in Israel are celebrating the 75th anniversary of the founding of the Israel Amateur Radio Club and the establishment of the State of Israel by using special prefixes for X-Ray 75 and for Z75 from the 14th to the 30th of April. Awards are being given to hams who contact stations with those prefixes as well as with the standard 4X-ray and 4Z stations until the end of the month. Be listening for the special event call sign DM23BUGA on the air until October 8th. This call sign honors the biennial horticultural show and festival taking place in Mannheim, Germany this year. All QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the Bureau. You may also QSL direct via DL2VFR. Listen for Jean, F8CHM, using the call TM1AI from X Island, IOTA number EU032, until the 16th of April. He's using CW and SSB on 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters, QSL via his home call. And we remind our listeners that young hams who live in the continental United States have an opportunity to make news, if they're not already doing so, by being a recipient of this year's Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger, someone who has talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find application forms on our website, arnewsline.org, under the YHOTY tab. Nominations are now open and close on May 31st. And we end this week by asking, what parent doesn't hope that one day their child will achieve success at New Heights? Meet a mother and father who are not only watching their daughter achieve that, but are right up there with her. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us their story. The past year has been an exciting climb for Sophie, SN9ZJ. The 11-year-old received her amateur radio license one year ago this month. It didn't take long for her to find her way to the high elevations of Poland, calling QRZ for points in summits on the air and experiencing the thrill of other operators wanting her call sign in their log. Her father, Pavel, SN9PJ, calls her my amazing daughter. 
Considered Poland's youngest SOTA operator, she activated seven summits during her first year as a ham, with her father beside her on five of those trips, and her mother Anna helping her log contacts during the other two. Anna, an avid hiker, had helped Sophie study for her licence and may eventually take the exam as well. Pavel said Sophie had her sights on those mountain tops the moment her licence arrived. The youngster draws great inspiration and love of the outdoors from her father, a mechanical engineer, and her mother, an environmental engineer. In time, her parents would not be surprised if one day Sophie provided some inspiration herself. She has a young sister, Elizabeth, and younger brother, Bart, who one day they hope may follow her to the mountain tops, operating their own radios. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that's out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Well, thanks to Amateur News Weekly, AMSAT News Service, ARRL, CQ Magazine, CNN.com, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, 425DX News, Jenny Tupper, Johns Hopkins University, Hackaday, NASA, Patch.com, Pavel, SN9PJ, QRZ.com, Radio World, the Radio Society of Great Britain, shortwaveradio.de, Soda Reflector, Space.com, Wired.com, the Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights are reserved.